Hey guys, what's up? It's Greg Strzavosti with Cinematics. Here is Flick City. Two interviews for this installment. We have Gusliji Malanda, one of the main actresses for this new movie called Saint Omer. And this is a film that I absolutely, absolutely love. It's France's official Oscar entry for Best International Feature. I hope it is one of the several that make it to the final competition. I'm just glad that this is France's official entry. Currently, it's going to be in theaters Friday, January 13th. I'm recording this on January 12th. So look, if it's playing in your local theater, I highly recommend this movie. It is a it is directed by Alice Jopp, and it's just a very fantastic film. Let me... It's very... It's a very intense film, and I'm just going to read the plot synopsis, okay? Just because it is very... To make things very clear for you, my faithful listener. That's just me being corny. I apologize for that. Here is the plot line. St. Omer, Court of Law. Young novelist, Rama attends the trial of Lawrence Coley, a young woman accused of killing her 15-month-old daughter by abandoning her to the rising tide on a beach in northern France. But as the trial continues... The words of the accused and witness testimonies will shake Rama's convictions and call into question our own judgment. So Rama is the novelist and professor. She's trying to research some some kind of story, modern day Medea or Medea story. And she's trying to connect that with the criminal court case of Lawrence Coley. And Lawrence Coley is played by Gusliji Malanda. That is the first interview. And she's very cool, a huge cinephile. I asked her, what are her favorite movies? Um, and she mentioned, this is the first time someone has mentioned two movies within the same year or two. And she, her picks were John Cassavetes' Shadows and also a movie directed by Douglas Sirk called Imitation of Life. Now, St. Omer is a little bit an acquired taste, meaning the way Alice Jopp frames it and paces the film, it's very deliberate and it's contemplative. It's a little bit atmospheric, and there's a ton of monologues. It's heavy on the courtroom drama aspect. If you want to listen to the full review, check out this week's Cinematics episode, where I praise the heck out of the movie, and co-hosts Bruce Perky and Eric Holmes have completely different attitudes and opinions regarding St. Omer. That said, this movie is critically acclaimed, and it should be, I'm hoping, it, it nails an Oscar nomination. If not, it's still very critically acclaimed, and it should get... It's probably, hopefully, will gain momentum here stateside as well. The second inter- interview is with Ryan Keir Armstrong. And I think she's just like 12 or 13. She was seen last year in Firestarter, and she stars opposite Nicolas Cage in the Western, The Old Way. It hit theaters last week, and now, as of Friday, January 13th, it will be on premium video on demand and premium digital. And look, she is way smarter than me. I asked her about... What's the big lesson that she can impart as far as acting lessons? And she was talking about the importance of committing to acting. I guess that can be applied to any kind of job or profession one takes. But coming from her, who's so believable, she's very, very believable as Firestarter. I saw that, really enjoyed that movie as well. I thought I think that movie was underrated. And she's very good in the old way. She's the best part of this Western, even though as much as I love Nicolas Cage, it was Ryan Kira Armstrong who stole the show from me. So again, give me your thoughts on... The Old Way, if you're a Western fan, check it out on premium video on demand and digital on January 13th. St. Omer is playing in theaters. I'm going to stop talking because here first is Gusliji Malanda. And then secondly is Ryan Kier Armstrong. Hopefully you enjoy these interviews. I will be back next week with Eric Holmes, Bruce Perky, and 
Anderson Cowan next week here on Cinematics. Thanks again for supporting us here. And take a listen to these interviews. Tell me what you think of these movies. By the way, I would love to hear what you think of St. Omer and The Old Way. Take care, guys. Bye. First off, before I begin, can I get a full uh, pronunciation of your name? Guslaji. Um, first off, I'm going to ask you the question that you've been getting for the last how many months, but what, or several, uh, maybe last month, what is it like to actually be France's official entry for the Oscars, on yeah. number one? And then number two, just have a close friend like Alice be the first black woman within that category in France to, to do so. And it's like record-breaking cinema stuff, so... But it's, uh, you know, I'm very proud because uh, at the beginning, we didn't know anything about that kind of success story. You know, we were in in shooting in Saint-Omer, in the north of France, in the tiny, in this small town and um, in the courtroom, you know. So to be uh, the movie who's going to run for for the Oscars is something like I'm very proud of, you know. Uh, especially because it's not a big productions, you know, it's a, it's a small movie actually. It's more small manner to do it. So, so I'm happy. I'm just happy and proud. Yeah. And about um, Ali's first black female um, to, I, I think you know, it's. Uh, I'm very very happy for her for her, uh, but at the same time, you know, it's. I think Saint Omer. I think it's it's not Alice who's going for the Oscars. It's not me. It's really the movie that we collectively made, you know. And for me, it's a kind of um, reckoning, recognition, reckoning, yeah, reckoning, reckoning. Sorry, reckoning of um, of this this collective, this you know, this group work, you know. And so I'm very happy that a movie who's not focused on one person is not focused on, on you know, one actress or one actor uh, can go to the Oscar, you know. You know, after watching your, your brilliant film, I, I was thinking about my own mother, my own relationship with my mother. And I know this movie is about mothers and daughters, but how does it feel to know that this film is beyond a inspired by a true story. It's not just a courtroom drama. It's just not a film for entertainment. It's a movie about connection and family and that that bond that will never break. How does that make you feel to have that dialogue within this movie? And, you know, it's going to live for, for quite a while, this kind of theme. Yeah, and it's also about legacy, you know. Uh, what kind of legacy we can have in a family, you know, between a mother and children. Uh, and between children... To your to your the mother, you know, it's a kind of legacy, but a double legacy, you know. And uh, but you're right, of course, uh, you. It's not about only about female links, you know. It's also about um, children links. Actually, it's a, it's really a movie for me. Focus on the childhood, also, you know. There is a lot of um, flashback of the Rama you know, when she's, uh, when she's young. And so for me, it's much more about the memory of childhood and the relationship we had with our parents, you know, during the childhood. And it's always a memory very weird. It's in between, um, okay, for Rama, it's not a good, it's not good memories, but, um, but, you know, childhood memories are always, always weird because they are always, they are not so true, you know. It's always a kind of fantasy, you know, always a kind of imagination, you know. So 
Uh, I don't remember the, your question. Sorry. No, you know, I have a question about the way you you prepared for this acting because you're not just playing a scene. You're the whole movie. You're just delivering a lot of monologues. And I was reading your interview with IndieWire. You were talking about finding the breath between the words. Can you? I just can you explain what that is because it just seems it seems to me as a watcher it was such a very difficult role to take to to tackle. So. How do you do it? Um, I do it by prepare myself. You know, um, I was uh, I had that kind of discussion one year before the shooting with a with a friend who's uh, also an actress, and she said to me, "You can't go to in through that role without working." You know, you are talent, you have talent, but it's not enough. The talent is not even enough for this role. So um, I prepare myself as an athlete. You know. So, like, really. <laughs> so, uh, I watch some movies, of course, and there's not so much movies regarding a female trial, you know. But um, uh, there's two very great French movies mm. about trial. It's the one called La Vérité, The Truth, with Brigitte Bardot. Mm. Um, and um, the one, one of the best movies ever, um, regarding the trial of uh, Jane of Arc, Jane of Arc by Bryson. And these two movies very fascinate me. And I was very, very, very um, focused on the both actresses because one is really straight and one is like a volcano. So uh, my, my, my way to interpret, to be Laurence Colli, it's in between... Um, hard, straight woman and very, not straight body, sorry, not straight woman as, uh, you know, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, no, English, no. I, I, just, I just arrived, so I need to, to be it's back. It's perfect. You're, do, you're doing great. Very, right. no, uh, between the, this straight, straight body, this hard body, you know, without moving, and between the inside volcano of Laurence Colli. So I prepare myself as an athlete. I, I had one month sessions, working session with a Tai Chi master, for instance. Wow. Only, only focus on the breath. It was crazy. <laughs> I How do you, does that take a lot of patience? Because when I think of Tai Chi master, I, I'm very neurotic and I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> was it easy for you? Because I don't think I could do it. <laughs> So. It's so hard. You can't imagine. And that at that time, I was I was uh, I, um, I was smoking, so it was so difficult to to work on my breath, you know, with that poison of nicotine, you know, and um, and so it was very hard. And you have to be patient. You have to be in silence. You know, you have to to the breath is coming from your head, from your stomach, from your your legs. Also, it was incredible and i didn't do and didn't have uh, tai chi lessons before that you know so i didn't know anything about tai, tai chi and and it's not the tai chi with with the movement it's only regarding the breath so it was very hard i work hard for for alice <laughs> <laughs> you know i i really love this film and I, when i have time this week i'm going going to go back it's streaming here Please. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go back and watch my friend Victoria. So my question is two part question. What can I expect from that movie that was released in 2014? And the second part of that is, and this is a very difficult question. 
How have you grown as an actress within the last eight or nine years that helped you with this film? Mm, it's a good question. Um, you know, I didn't do anything between, uh, I didn't do anything in in films, in movies, you know, because I had a life, of course. But in between my friend Victoria by Jean-Paul Siverac and, uh, and uh, Saint-Omer, because my job is not to be a cliche. I'm not a cliche. It's not my job. I'm an actress. So I don't want to, to be a cliche characters, you know, a cliche, like, you know, so, so for me, it took me a lot of time to actually, I'm very, I'm very, exig- uh, how do you say exigence, Ex- exigence? How do you say it? Ex- existence or existential? No, 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 no. Uh, oh. when you are very careful about, um, about the things, you know, and particular selective or yes, yeah i'm very selective um very like uh this is my reputation now as an actress um but it's fine because i think i have also a responsibility you know because it's not uh it's not so easy for a female actress it's not it's not easy for a black female actress so i don't want to be a cliche i don't want to be um to yeah i really want to have um challenge you know in movies so so for me i'm very happy to have my friend victoria and waiting 7 years to have saint omer because actually my film filmography it's very it's not so poor it's only two movies but these two movies is true characters, you know, it's a true character. And the second one will be um, from uh, Bertrand Bonello. I don't know if you know him. Uh, it's a French, very great French filmmaker, Bertrand Bonello. He made uh, Saint Laurent, for instance, the, um, the biopic on Saint Laurent. And I love this filmmaker. Oh, and right, yeah. I play, yes. And I was shooting with him in September. In September. So for me, I'm very selective because I think the to be selective is to be responsible, you know, as a you, black actress. That is great that I hear that. In fairness, though, there are some actors, it, it, people have different priorities, but some actors will say, well, it's okay to play a cliche because acting is just a job. But yes. for you, it is a responsibility. Where did you learn that? We were talking about your film being about you know, children and, and mothers and family and that connection. Did that come from when you were a child or did you learn about this and say, when you grew up, did you say, I won't be a cliche and you make, you make that sacrifice. Where did you learn that along the way? Um, I think it's also a question of um, sensitivity, you know, like I'm, I'm very bad by playing a cliche. Like I'm really bad, you know, <laughs> it's like no but because you're right of course and I, I, it's not a judgment you know i really understand the one that okay let's be a cliche for three movies and then i can have something more you know important and actually at the beginning with my agent it was a bit like that you know because there is nothing during seven years there is nothing great for for black actress you know in my in my in my career you know, it was just before, just after, sorry, the attacks in Paris, you know, and also the the migrant crisis in Europe. So a lot of fantasy, a lot of cliche um, scripts coming, you know, uh, to me. 
comes to me. So it was that moment in France where the yeah it wasn't it wasn't so sexy to be to be black or Arabic, you know. So um, but I think it's of course it's a question of responsibility, but it's also a question of to be good, you know. And I'm not good by playing cliche. I'm not good. I can't do that because I I can't. I'm just like I'm very like. Um, I'm very suspicious. I'm I'm not good uh, during the castings. I I hate the you know to be directing uh, on 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 that way. So so I'm I'm really I'm really bad. And maybe it's because I'm bad that I didn't want to go there. Also, you know, be, maybe it's too narcissistic. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's great, great, great to have um, high, great to have high standards. My final question to you about being selective. I'm going to ask you to be selective as far as can you name one of your all-time favorite movies and what is it about this movie that means a lot to you personally oh my god um i don't have one you know yeah. but i can maybe because i mean us now i'm going to i'm going to say a us movie um imitation of life oh douglas what is what is it about that film that you know that movie yeah i love yeah i love that movie yeah douglas Sirk. Yeah, Douglas Sirk, yes. Imitation of Life and the one of uh, Casavetes. Uh, at the same year, Casavetes do... Um, oh, my God. Shadows or... No. no. Um, uh, the one with uh, with the multiracial family. Oh, I've got to look that up. I don't know that one. But... No, no, no. I need to tell you. I need to tell you because it's one of my, my favorite movies. I love that. I, I have a... And he directed it, right? It's not. It's not. Um, you said imitation of life, so that would probably imitation be imitation of life. And at in the same year, Casavetes do a movie, and it's the same topic than imitation of life, by but by Casavetes, and it's really great to to watch these two movies. And it's sorry. Sorry, I have to find it too. I'm going to. Yeah, to look shadows. At... You're right. Sorry. Oh, sha- oh and, I love and, Casavetes. And, um, shadows. So for me. Be- Casavetes, Shadows by Casavetes, and Imitation of Life by Douglas Sirk are maybe the one, of course, because there's a lot of movies that I love, uh, American movies, but I love that that two films, like really. Like I can I can watch Imitation of Life 10, 10 times. I can watch Shadows 10 times. Because so, of the... Because of the directing, the cinema, or because of the story, directing the 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 photography, the also the topics about uh, black and and about about race in America, and it's so powerful. It's so powerful, and still, you know, it's uh, very modern and very contemporary uh, movies. I love that two movies. I loved your film. Thank you so much for your time and looking forward to speaking with you again. Thank you so much. Ryan, first first off, the old way, as a cinephile, I love Western so much, but I know there's a flip side to that because you're the actor and you're out in the elements. I'm sure it's very hot. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that's going on. What What was it like for you to actually shoot out amidst Mother Nature and Mother Nature being a very dry and seemingly arid area. What was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, this is this is my first ever Western. So uh, <laughs> it, it was so exciting to take this over. Um, we shot the entire thing on location in Montana, which actually helped so much like with the imaginary 
in a way to help me kind of imagine this world. And it really feels like you're in it when you're there, um, which helped so much. But this, it, it had definitely been a journey and so exciting. You know, my, my fellow co-host, Eric Holmes, he really loved this movie as well. And his my he has a question for you. And it's towards the end of the movie, which we, we're not going to spoil, but he wants to know, how are you able to do such nonverbal acting where your character changes from one mood to the next without giving too much away? What was the key for that sequence for you? A lot of it uh, was thought process and is the key for many, many scenes. Uh, and the, the thoughts, I mean, even the littlest of things, the actions, what I'm wearing, I mean, even what I'm wearing changes things, but it it was really the thought process for me that helped guide me there and, you know, listening, of course, listening to what other people are saying, uh, but also at the same time, you know, you have to, you have to live and like almost say lines in your head sometimes. That's sometimes what I do. And I sometimes say lines that I make up in my head to kind of show that emotion of what I'd be if I was actually saying them. Was this dream of acting always for you when you were maybe even four or five, or is it a talent and passion that you just you grew into as you got older it's really it's really been something that i've grown up with and like something that i've just come to know and to learn it's always been something like oh yeah i'm, I'm gonna be an actor when i'm older it's just always been that thing for me and you know i started really young i don't know it, it's just always been in my life and i think ever since i was born it that's just something i've always wanted to do you know, in general, what is it like for you just to handle all the compliments you get for your acting? You know, I interviewed Abraham Ben Ruby recently, and he said it was a joy to work with you. And there are very few actors who have it, and you definitely have it. And then on top of that, I saw that interview you did with Drew Barrymore, and she was in tears just praising your performance for Carrie. What What is it like to actually uh, be grounded and take all these great compliments and insights with your fellow actors? It's really funny because I. I don't know how to sometimes and sometimes I get really awkward about it because I'm like, thank you. But like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say sometimes. And sometimes it like, it's so overwhelming because I love all these actors and I'm surrounded by such amazing people. I, I, I sometimes always almost choke up sometimes and I'm like, thanks. <laughs> like I, I'm always just very awkward when I do it. And they're like, Oh, okay. But honestly, I'm so, so honored to be working with the people that I'm working with. And this crew was so amazing. Um, yeah, that's really it. Yeah, the crew's amazing. What's it like going from, I, I guess, comparing crews with something like Firestarter and a mm. crew like this with the old way where it's an indie Western? Is it? Do you just learn something from each different kind of production where one is maybe a little bit bigger scale um, with the effects and the other one is just really fly by the seat of your pants out in out in Montana. What what did you learn from these two different kind of productions? Yeah, I mean they're both extremely different. For the old way it, it was interesting because I've never really been on location for the entire shoot before <laughs> in my entire life. And so it's something I don't know, it's it's something like you're really in it together when you're there. Cause you're like in the middle of nowhere shooting a movie with all this group of people and you're like, hey everyone, it's kind of like I don't know. You're just all in it together. You know, you're all there for one thing. And that's, that's kind of how I think about it. But uh, yeah, 
And with Firestarter, with all those effects and also that inner t- turmoil with your character that you have to pretty much bottle in. And it's it seems like with that film, you're just really gauging your different kind of uh, there's like an emotional spectrum with you actually in both films. But what was it like in that production with all the, those special effects? It was cool. I've never I've never done a project like that with you know, almost superpowers. Right. Yeah. Um, I've never done something like that. I've never even imagined of doing that. I'm like, when I'm older, maybe I'll get the chance to do that. Um, I never realized that I'd actually be there like doing that. I remember my first day, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what to do. This is crazy. And like, there's so much imaginary things that go on and you're like, okay, this is a fireball going towards this person. You're like, yes, it is definitely there. And you know, the entire crew like tries to make it tries to make it very comfortable so like you can do that and like imagine that and they try to make the effects as real as possible which there was a lot on that but it definitely helps when you're like throwing things around but yeah I mean they're both very different projects and you know I learned so much from both that really really does help me and understands characters more every time you know, with the Tomorrow War and, of course, AHS with American Horror Story. What's mm-hmm. the last, I guess, two, two and a half years been like for you? Have you been able just to sit down and just be a couch potato for a while and just relax and just look at what, what you've accomplished within the last several years? Or do you just want to just put that to the side and just focus on your next project and, and just you, there'll be time to appreciate all that stuff later? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's It's kind of, you know going all for it right now I don't know it's it's really just me going I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it and just keep on trying and trying and trying that's that's what it is for me right now um just keep on going nonstop, and it makes me happy it actually fuels me when I wake up in the morning I'm like hey I'm waking up at 4 a.m in the morning but I'm going to work my favorite thing in the world it really fuels me and like energizes me knowing what I'm doing and hoping to you know pass a message along to people and that that's really why I'm in it and so it makes me happy knowing that's what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not an actor, and I and one of the reasons, with, aside from lack of talent, is I, I, I would always think that an actor needs a ton of confidence to just weather all those storms. And so, where did you get your confidence? Because it seems like you you have it. Is it something that you've developed it, or or is it just a magic trip trick where you're just nervous all the time, but you just overcome it and just do the best you can? I don't know. It's it's kind of a bit of both in a way because at the end of the day you got to do what you got to do right yeah um you know just feeling as comfortable as you can and honestly just not being afraid to go there is something that I learned later on is something that you just like over time or over time I learned uh being like okay like I, I have to commit to it you know and you know it will make you feel better about yourself. And sometimes I honestly find whenever I commit to a line or let's say I'm screaming a line at the top of my lungs, when I actually commit to it, it doesn't feel weird after. <laughs> like right before yeah. I do it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to hurt everyone's ears. Um, but, you know, once you actually do it and you really commit to it, it doesn't feel weird after, you know, you kind of overcome and you're like, hey, that actually feels good. Like it, it wasn't so bad. And I guess... I kind of kept the same thing. Yeah. Uh, final couple questions is, can you, right off the top of your head, can you name one of your all-time favorite movies and what is it about this specific film that still speaks to you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's, a, that's a hard one. Yeah. 
uh, I definitely, what speaks to me about this film, the idea of change and development of someone who can change as a person. I mean, there was so much development, character development, relationship development with Brooks, uh, Brooke and Briggs, uh, which Nick was absolutely amazing. Learned so much from him. There's so much development and change there that I think is also a real message. Um, and also a message of like, hey, there's something about father-daughter duos, which we don't see often, but we need to see more. And there's something about it. And I, I have the same thing. I mean, my dad and I are also very close and it's something I can relate to with the film. Um, yeah, that's that's what I hope passes on. Are you, are you comfortable now with horses and riding into town shotgun, <laughs> guns blazing? Is, will you, basically, do you want to do another Western down the road? Of course. Absolutely. I'm all for it. I'm so open to what comes next. I'm, I'm so ready. I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited. And this, this film really has a special, special place in my heart. Yeah. I, yeah. I took so much from it and I'm so honored. Yeah. And last question, anything else on the horizon or are you taking a little bit of break right now between projects? Uh, right now, I just actually, um, I just got wrapped. <laughs> wow. But, Congrats. Um, yeah. Woo-hoo. But I think I'm releasing what I'm doing right now. And I think in the next few months, which is exciting. Okay, cool. Um, Fair. But yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. I Any challenges that come my way, I love challenges. They they help me ex- uh, explore myself as a person and learn about myself even through different characters. <laughs> even in the weirdest ones. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the future. <laughs> And Ryan, uh, lastly, th- before you go, when people ask you, even though you're still very young, for some acting advice, I'm assuming you probably just tell them it's all about committing to to the work. Is that one of the big lessons you you impart on people who ask you for that kind of advice? Yeah, I mean, commit to it. Also, listen to the people around you. Uh, listen to your other actors. You know, just listen. Listening is the key and thought. Always think about it. Think about what the other person's saying in the scene. Think about what you know, what is your character thinking in this scene right now? What what would they be feeling? What would you be feeling? And then maybe compare that to this character. But um, everyone has their own process. Um, so whatever works for you, stick to it. By the way, my mom is the biggest movie buff and she is very strict on movies. I had her watch The Old Way and she absolutely loves it just as much as I do. So just congratulations on this really wonderful film. Thank you. That's so sweet. Right. Take care, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you.